This podcast is sponsored by the Ren Bear, the top venue for your team's events, parties, or barbecues. Message the Ren Bear on social media to book in your team. So we're here for our final edition of the Power Rankings Across the Senior and Intermediate Championships, and we're just going to look back at the finals with that too. Um, over the weekend, um, a big congratulations to St Thomas's six in a row, unbelievable achievement. Mulya uh, got over the line finally against the Haskell two epic battles there, and Ballandrine uh, surprised us all uh, by, by beating Teen Aberdeen I was getting a lot of texts um, over the weekend from um, Ballandrine players and management uh, just uh, letting us know about their year as well, so congratulations to them, they enter uh, Connacht, um, but Jeff, obviously if we start off with the uh, senior over the weekend uh, St. Thomas's complete a six in a row and it was a question that was being asked uh, among people after the game for you now do they go down as the greatest Galway club hurling team um okay none of us wouldn't not many of us have seen the Turlock team in the 60s uh, or the Castlegar team in the 30s so um yeah look um you'd have to say the, the way they did it the last day um especially like coming down the home straight where they got key scores, you know, uh, the goal, first one was a brilliant goal by Aina, the second goal, the rob by, by Connor Cooney and the finish by Aina, and these two scores before that um, were, were, were up there with Anton that was done over the last couple of years and look, I have to give hats off to them in terms of um, what they've done. It's, it's a remarkable achievement um, and I suppose the question is, I'd say their their thoughts already once they get over celebrating this week and focus on the an All Ireland semi final is is put in really good step at the All Ireland series the next couple of months. For you, what is it that's kept their hunger, their drive, and everything going to complete this six in a row? I'd say they their internal leadership group. Um, you're looking at the the makeup. Of, of all the players there like they they all give something they all bring something uh, special to the fold like typical Dara Burke you know you're wondering you know is he going to show some form he always turns up to county finals got the first two scores of the game like people are saying Connor had a poor game but he he had an awful influence in the first half there um, in terms of his positioning going deep I think he picked up three four balls or two especially around the D one inside the 45 one key puck out, set up the goal, um, one freeze. I know he didn't convert two of them, but his influence was still huge. Um, their full back line, you know, Finton lorded it as a keen manny. Shane Cooney, you can see being a six for Galway next year, uh, definitely. Uh, John Head had a fine game. Uh, James Regan, you know, kind of untold stuff that you don't see the hidden stuff. Um, like in every line of the pitch, they had performances like there was like you're looking at standout players and the marquee players but like I thought Evan Duggan got through an awful lot of work and um, Kyle Burke was probably in a bit of bother on, on Sean O'Han and you know but he stuck to the task uh, Oshin Flannery got a point a key point on the turnover and then left us in the second half um, and they're inside line then you know look in a pound for pound <laughs> up there one of the top forwards in, in club hurling over the last three, four years. I think he's about 217 or 317 in in the county finals uh, over the last couple of years. So look, yeah. Uh, awesome play as well. Yeah, awesome play. Look, hearty congratulations uh, to them. Um, 
but you'd like to go on now and push on uh, Munster. Clarence Clyde played Belly Gunner at the weekend. Um, so like Belly Gunner obviously favourites at present, Bookie's favourite. Um, but I think Thomas is when wants to get over this week and they're back training in two weeks' time. They kind of say to themselves, they're they're two steps away from uh, being club champions. Isn't that the thing now? Even heard Finton speaking after the game, and he was just saying he wants to have this occasion where Thomas's have all their players for a game. And you're thinking now, David's obviously came back. He's played the last two games, um, five minutes each on both occasions. But he's going to try him well now over the next while and going to be forcing his way back into this team for an All Ireland semi. But this All Ireland semi, whoever they do face out of Munster, it's, it's the first time that. They're gonna really have a full team in quite a while. Yeah, I think it, it's a six weeks pull before they play the semi final. So, um, to be able to kind of, you know, recharge the batteries mentally and physically over the next two weeks because the county final to take it an awful of them. Um, so a huge high and build it back up again. So I'd say look, kind of to have everything planned out over the next six weeks, probably probably two and a half, three week block of work and then your taper in the last week probably have two games played in between that. Um, you know, so like it, it'll be interesting to see who comes out of Munster. You'd have to fancy Barry Gunner, obviously. Um, and their system of play, a lot of teams uh, find it very difficult because of how they use the ball, their puck strategy, the pace of their inside forwards. They don't waste ball um, and they're, they're seamless in what to do. But like as I'd say with the lads now present, the, the county is done for them now. Um and they'll probably be hurting what happened last year and the year before as well. And and they'll 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 definitely want to put a push and make it an imprint on that semi-final and, and give themselves a huge chance to take it over. So just on the game as a whole, uh first half, Thomas has got off to a really good start, four points to no score after ten minutes. In his first goal then comes after 14 minutes, one quarter point, and They looked in pole position there. They're, you definitely had your worries about Terlock after 14 minutes. Yeah, look, I, I was looking at it in terms of um, Terlock building play for the first nine and, and they couldn't because of the pressure. They were being under by, by the by the Thomas's defence in middle third. Um, there was a huge amount of turnovers in the first nine, 10 minutes. Um, they didn't learn a free. I think it was the tenth, the tenth or eleventh minute. I think kind of, yeah, kind of put the first three wide, scored the second one. Um, Dara Watch's first puck out. Uh, it was turned over. Um, you know, so there was there was a wrestling match going on for the first quarter, and Thomas's being Thomas's, were using all their experience and knowledge to make sure uh, they gained the foothold in the game and got a lead. But Connor's two big plays um, from the puck out that he won, I think he fed it back. Was it to Demi Finnerty? Fed it back to Demi Finnerty. You put the ball in for Aina, and Aina touched it down beautifully and struck it off his left. That was a huge play. Um, Connor had no right to win it. It was a three on one that went down the sixth channel, um, and he won a ball that he shouldn't have won um, and created the goal from it. Um, in fairness to Turlock, they, they, they did weather that storm. Um, came back at them and before half time um they started using the ball better running at it, running at them uh, working it through the lines working as the player in the best position and they think they chalked off four scores uh, on the bounce 
But the flip side of that, when it came down to the home stretch, when they did what they did before half time, when now, when it was going down to the last couple of minutes, Sean Lan had a chance going down the sideline, should have given a side to Sean O'Hanlon. Uh, Dahi had a free. Like you're, you're given a ball, you have to do something with it with 10 minutes to go. Straight, there to, straight down the middle to Shane Cooney from that to get in against his first score. Um, next ball after that, Lofty gets it, should have popped it back uh, to Sean Hanlon, you know, gets blocked down, turnover, leads to the second point, you know. So when Turlock analyzed the game and they look at it, uh, especially going down the home stretch and their game management and their in-game knowledge, uh, they won't be happy with that that facet of the game. couple of people will say from Turlock, though, that Aina Burke was fortunate to stay on the pitch. Yeah, possibly, but... Um, Connor Cooney's goal, you could argue, could have stood as well. Um, yeah. You know, like, Dahi hit Ronald on top of the hit. Um, no fairness to, to Lean Gordon, he pulled it, he blew the whistle fairly early. Um, but the next score that was got from the indirector free, that shouldn't happen either. Like, Shane Cooney was free yeah. for a good 20, 30 seconds. Like, uh, and you're, you're kind of going, you could spot it a mile about what's going on. Uh, no fairness to Connor, he picked the ball and he caught it and put it back down again. But like whoever was up top inside forwards, they had to close him off. And like Turlock had to have an extra man also because Connor was taking the free. So there was somebody standing marking space as opposed to marking somebody. And that was a key, a key score again got uh, to rest the momentum in the second half. Just with Turlock reference there, it started slow. Manzo adds uh two points on the twenty third minute, puts them one six to four uh four ahead, but then Turlock hit the next four, one six to eight. Did half time just come into terrible time for Turlock there? Second half and, and they got the first two scores. Um but you're you're up against a formidable outfit, Paul, in terms of mm. like if if every line on the pitch, every matchup. Um, every part of your game in terms of puckouts, distribution, your work rate, your score execution, your decision making. Thomas is our champions because uh, every part of any county final they've been in, when questions have been asked, they've, they've found a way. Uh, and that's why they've six in a row. And that's why there probably will be seven in a row next year. Um, if, if the hunger is still there and I'd say it will be, with these lads, you know, they, they'll be back in the county final again next year, unless they get a raft of injuries. But I, 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 they're probably, I've got to a stage now where they're, they're able to kind of deal with, with the setbacks that they've encountered. And Fintan's probably right. It would be a great day for Galway if they get to a semi, when they're in the semi final, that they have a full, full strength team and they can go at and appear to you at Clonlara or Ballygunner. But they always find a way because the big players step up with key plays at key times. Was it just with that, with, with Turlock, when you think of the chances later on in the second half, I think there's three, mm. if I'm not mistaken. I know Sean Loftus is one, which kind of went a bit way out. Then he gets blocked yeah. down. Sean, yeah. Sean O'Hanlon had one coming in on the left, <clears throat> or when he turned back on his left and they just mm. kind of further out from the edge. It was the five, the, the, there was five, yeah. or there's five in total. Is, is that it ultimately? Uh, if, if they look back and if they create a five score and chances and they convert it zero, um, you need to be converting 64 65% of them. Um, and in the county final stage against against St. Thomas, you probably need to score 
probably 72, 73 percent uh, of them. Um, like the other part of it then that, that they probably wouldn't be happy about is the ball that was going into the inside line, um, hitting high ball on top of Finton and Keane Manny. It's a no-no for me anyhow. Um, if, if you want to exploit the Thomas's full back line, you got to be putting ball into space um, and your inside line moving at angles. That's the only way you catch out any inside line. But if you're hitting straight ball and straight ball that's high down the top of them lads, they're not moving and their forte is catching high ball. Um, so I was kind of surprised with with that. But they had to gamble then by pushing Dahi up. Uh, he brought a different fervor and energy to it, but then they were left wide open on the far side. Um, and you know, Wheeling was a lucky, you know, kind of Wheeling came in, grabbed his pocket, popped just to in, and, and the finish was superb. You know, just quite on the I take it from a manager management perspective there with your manager's hat on when you see Conor Cooney steal the ball off Whelan and then just play it to Aina and Aina produces the finish like that you just have to be delighted when something like that comes off yeah but you need special players uh, uh, and it, it doesn't matter how good of a coach or manager you are you need good players um, to be able to carry out and lead the team uh, and like Kenneth has done a huge amount of work over the last three years uh, with the lads um, and look it's it's a pressure cooker situation for him because it's his club he's got his brothers he has to deal with his brothers probably deal with them in terms of trying to give the feedback and trying to keep them happy and I say there's, there's probably this constant conversation in the Burke household and there's no switch off but you know there's no better man in Kenneth David to handle all that but yeah look when something like that happens and the score you, you do get a, probably a sense of euphoria and say, right, yeah, we're there, but you, you don't relax until um, the, the team captain gets his hands in, on, on the cup. Um, and even at that stage, Turlock went up. Uh, Conor Welch's chance was just after that. And then Dahi scores a free, but sure the, the time was up at that stage. The goal was a soccer point there. They had it one twelve to 13. Then Dahi obviously gets that... Uh goal as 212 to 113. Uh Liam Gordon blows straight after. Just on Turlock, it's it was a huge year really when you consider Darren Shoxley, Brian Holland's first year, they turned over Lock Raymond where they weren't expected to they get to final, but they've came up short against Thomas's again, similar to 2020. As a whole for you, is this a missed opportunity or is it a really positive year for Turlock? But the lads will be probably disappointed. Well, not probably will be disappointed with, with the last couple of minutes. But I think all all in all, from where they were uh, for the last two years to where they are now, uh, the lads have done a really good job um, in terms of getting the team back into a county final. Um, the, the probably key for them is to work out their best inside line. Them lads will, will improve. Uh, Tom Quirk will improve. Whelan has played a year now of championship in Galway. Uh, Whelan went back, marking in at Burke, did a good job for most of the game. And then just got caught with one two at the end. Uh, Sean Loftus will be back, you know, uh, next year as well. He'll help them out. Look, it's the key line in any team, Paul, is your inside line. If you have natural finishers in there, um, you're going to go a long way in the championship and I suppose the big big thing for them is probably just work on the type of ball that they're they're putting into the inside line and working on them lads um, in terms of S&C um, I suppose the game management side of it that only comes when you get to county finals and you, you experience it 
uh, you experience it and you learn from it and put yourself back into a position then uh, again next year where you're back in a final again and obviously if them scores are, are created that you convert um, and that's the key part with Thomas is they'll always work the ball to the player that's in the best position that's going to convert um, and if you look at the ball today in a Burke got uh, the last couple of minutes compared to the Turlock inside line, the ball was put in front of him. Um, they worked the ball to the distribution zone between 45 and 65. He got ball put right in front of him, uh, one bounce or two bounce. Um, but the Turlock didn't do that. It was straight high ball on top of uh, Fintenberg. Just with uh, Thomas, as you mentioned, Shane Cooney and how he could be pivotal to go with. Is Shane Cooney now someone you have to look with playing a six similar to the way Declan Hannon plays for Limerick. Yeah, okay. definitely. You know, the, the modern six is someone um can distribute the ball really well, um, can tackle, track back, break the line, read the play, and Shane Coney, who's been 15, 16 years of age, can do all them things. He's just been unfortunate with, with horrific injury that he suffered up and down in uh, two and a half years ago. Um but look, Henry looking at him would probably say, yeah, um, he's going to have to probably try something different at six next year um, and and start loading uh, a few lads in, you know, because the age profile of the team, you're looking at a lot of lads 30 plus now. Um, and it's, it's, it's an important year, year next year for the goal seniors also. But Shane is definitely someone, Keen Manny possibly, in a 28. For me, I'd still... <laughs> Be looking at him. Uh, you would last... you, have been in the squad panel for twenty twenty four. You know, tell me who's better than him over the last yeah. three four years. And just look at the stats. You know, like the, there's different roles for different players in the last ten twelve minutes. Um, when defenses are tiring, you can match him up on somebody. Like obviously up against a Sean Finn or someone like that. No, but you you could match him up uh, with somebody and say right. Go in there for 10 or 15 minutes, he's guaranteed to snipe a score for you or two. And that's something that we're probably uh, lacking. Just then, on Thomas's finish, All Ireland semi final uh, coming up now against the Munster champions, uh, a few weeks of a break. Can St. Thomas's win the club All Ireland this year for you? Ali Haler gone. Um... Oh, Lachlan Gales, I've only seen the highlights of the game. Um, if if Thomas's get over whoever they're playing the semi-final, I'd give them a huge chance. I think they're 9-2. to two. Um, They're a good price. They're a really good price. Um, especially with David will be back in six weeks' time. You know, he'd probably be well able to start the game at that stage. He's done unbelievably well to get back in the time frame that he's got back. Um. So I'd say another six weeks of work for him. It'll bring him on another bit, probably not 60 minutes yet, probably 35, 40 are, are coming on uh, a bit earlier. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd give him a right good chance. Yeah, this year um, really feels like a, a huge opportunity for him. It was even interesting, David talking after saying he was born at Kenneth Skidmon earlier, um, which was interesting to hear. But... Like congratulations, Thomas's six in a row, unbelievable achievement. Uh, Turlock just come up short, just to finish since it's the last edition. Um, off of power rankings, we 
In senior hurling, Jeff, we didn't really seem to get too much wrong. It kind of went um as planned, really. Someone else, and you'd probably come up with the same, probably top four, anyhow. We didn't get that wrong. The, the big surprise was the semi final, the Turlock Moore game. Nobody's seen that really. Um, but all in all, like you look back on it and, and the games that were played, um, like that game was really intense, but it was enjoyable on, on Sunday. Um, Do you see it as a good senior championship? Well, they were all tight games. Like Sarsfields came back at at, at St Thomas's, like the two goal chances they got at the end. You know they'll be looking at it as well next year in a positive light. Um, Lockrave have a winter kind of a lot of reflecting on see where where they go. Um, after that, then who's coming after that? Really, Paul? You know, out to the top four. Um, Clarenbridge Clarenbridge would probably have to realise that the boys that have went away on holidays and stuff is going to have to stay around next year if if David Ford's going to get a proper go at this, you know, because you can't do it. Um, you can't make up the ground if lads are gone for two or three months. And if Clarenbridge get their act together next year, um, in terms of commitment um, from all from all the panellists, and they're all focused and they all get the work done consistently through the whole year, you say, yeah, they 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 could back could be back in it again, um, but yeah, look, all in all, yeah, I I, I enjoyed it from standing back and just watching, not having to be with anybody or, or looking at the cold face. But if it's it's when you're looking at it from the point of view as a as a, as a, as a, I suppose a hurling supporter um, or analyst, you know, it's it's um, it's far more enjoyable <laughs> to be in there in the cold face of it. The club came calling in 2024. Would it interest you? No. No. I have enough now to college. Uh, that'll keep me going to end of February, hopefully. I'm busy in college at present. Um, so I have enough to do at work in college. And uh, I'll, I'll uh, take my time and see where it brings me. Good. And just uh, the senior her- B hurling final over the weekend. Multi yeah. 17 points, a hash for throwing a 113. Yeah, I, I watched it today. It was what, 10 points to one after yeah. 21, 22 minutes. And you're going, what's going on here? But look, Mulya's direct style. Um, I think Haskell lost her way completely. Um, the first 20 minutes, especially. And Mulya still had six wides after 20, 21 minutes. But like the, um, the inside line again, um, Davy got three from play. Dolphin, you know, um, you're, you're kind of looking at Mullins saying where they came from last year to now and the hard work they put in over the winter months. I'm told that the, they employed an SNC coach there after the championship design last year and they went after it and they made sure that the, that the gap that was there in terms of fitness and trying to condition and was bridged and they did that and they got their just rewards and the has got a chance at the end. Park had a great chance doubling the ball. It just finished wide. Um, and they'd be probably disappointed, really, by losing by a point. But all in all, when you look, we're, we're deserving champions. Really interesting to hear Ronan talk uh, on Goy Bay after the game when he was asked, what did the management do this year to instill in Tamulia? And he just said, before this, we probably had a weak mindset. Like It was extreme honesty from him. 
build confidence and build that mental resolve if the team uh, buy in collectively as a group to what the management are doing. There's no secret recipe with any of this. There's a reason why Thomas is our county champions a year in, year out, because the team train collectively together and the players keep everybody in line. The management are there to facilitate and it's a collective. It's a collective unit. So when the questions are asked when down the home straight in games, if the group hasn't put the work in during the course of the year, they're going to be found wanting. Um, and that's what happened to most teams this year. If they look back and they reflect, why do we fall short? It was probably A, because lads were gone away, lads not fully tuned in, lads, lads peeved off if they weren't seeing game time, became a bit cancerous inside in the setup. It's usual stuff, uh, Paul, you know, with teams that fall short year in, year out. Um, if Kenneth ever writes his book, <laughs> I'd say it'd be a warts and all. Um, I'd say there's probably more rows in that workhouse than there was in the sideline uh, with David, the man that he comes on, but no better man to, than Kenneth to send his round. Just on Mullia then, for the likes of Kevin Briscoe here, Cod Derbin, even Davy Lennon's kind of first real significant piece of silverware at senior level for Mullia. For these players in particular, being sold in year on, year on year for for the Mullia senior hires. And Durban, back in the intermediate final in two thousand and three, you know, so that's twenty years ago. Um, so look, the, these boys, club was number one for them. If the club was ever stuck, they come back in, they help out. I looked on the sideline uh, there today, watching it on the laptop, and there was kind of Durban. You know, talked as well, like you know, uh, and the slips back in again, there to support the group, you know, and, and there's a unity there within what they're doing. But they played a really good brand of hurling, Paul. It was just, it was nice to see Balnesol probably suited them in terms of that direct style, you know, getting it and hitting it in. But they did have an inside line that was able to win uh, ball also. Um, but I think the key player for them this year was Young Dolphin. They scored in return. Obviously, helped them out enormously from freeze and from play. I'd say probably added 10, 12 scores extra uh, to them this year. Uh, Ronnie had a really good year uh, for them. Davey really stepped up um, when they needed most. But like that last two minutes um, of the first game against the Hasker, where the goals went in and the flow of the play and the excitement, it was incredible, you know, to see two teams going at it, hammer and pounds. And the Hasker look. You know, they look back in it and say, right, we have an opportunity next year. Uh, if we if we keep this going um, and build on what we did, they'll fancy their chances uh, next year, definitely. And huge credit has to be given to both sides to produce a game like this even second time around as well. Yeah. Um, but it got a really wrong for the first 20 minutes. There was no pattern uh, to what they were doing. Um, and that was probably testament to the way Mulia attacked the game and their ball usage. Um, and what the scoring that they did in the first couple of minutes especially Dolphin got a sideline he got one free miss but he scored another one Davey then set the tone really with the three points from, from play um, you know so look all in all look a good senior B championship for them two teams uh, especially um, but again look they're up now senior A next year <laughs> that's a different kettle of fish completely um, so they, but look they have a winter and to, to, to enjoy it and build on what they did this year and best luck to them. And on that, uh, just Molly's lead to talk about 10-1, they go ahead 
then 14-5, like after 37 minutes. They looked in really, really control then, but a has to come, they get 1-4 without response, but they are fortunate with the goal. I think it does hit a Mullia player as that goes in. He was unlucky, you know. He was unlucky. He was trying to deal with it. It went in. Um, they get the next four, next three, I think. But the last two minutes, Park's chance was a huge chance. It just popped up lovely, doubled it on and off his left. I don't know how he didn't win the net. I'd say if he hit it again, it'd go in definitely nine times out of ten. But it was just probably hit it too well. He probably hit it too clean um, and probably just went to outside the post. And that was a let off. Um, and they still had one or two balls. Uh, Kyle had a free, I think, that dropped short, that was kind of bobbing around. But Mulya deserved it, but it looked, Paul, for what they did all year long, like the consistency level of their performances in all the games um, ensured that the, when they came down to the home straight, the last they did enough points in the scores on, on the board to get them over the line. Yeah, with that consistency and quality they've showed all year, you still would expect them that they're they're not just going to come up to senior hurling now and make up the numbers like that. There's there's players in this side and there's a squad here that they they can compete. But obviously, the first thing that's going to be their aim in senior hurling is to survive. They'll be fairly pleased um, in maintaining their senior status. And Mulya would probably look at it the same way again. They need a bit of look at the group that they're going to have. Um, the, like obviously, the four top teams would be seeded. So they need a small bit of look regards that. But look, if they're playing games at Banislow and Lockray, it's when they have to, will they get at the right? will be open at that stage. It's, it's getting to these bigger pitches against the teams that, you know, what they have inside forwards are able to move and convert uh, and use the ball a bit better than the Haskell did the last day. Haskell, they'll have regrets. It's about for them coming back now and getting to this stage again, but they, they unfortunately for them now, their aim has to be to back this up again. And that's, you know, you're looking at it. If you told us at the start of the year that it was going to be Mulya, Haskell, finalists in your B, we'd say no. But obviously there are management teams and the players in the group decided that we're going to go out of this year. And they did. Um, which two teams that are going to have a good hard winter of, of work done uh, and be ready to go next March, April, that's still the question. And it's hard to come back, Paul. You know, the, the two finals played through one, last one. It is difficult to kind of build on that from the disappointment side of it. Um, and you need players then coming through as well. That's why Mulya will need two or three players coming through next year for them. Dolphin was huge from this year, but is there two or three young lads to come into that again uh, that's going to help them out? Um, and the Haskell will be the same boat as well. Is there two or three players that they can blood again next year uh, that's going to help out the group and see the top teams, like you have Evan Brady there, you know, from Thomas, that's coming on. Caulfield didn't commit this year uh, for whatever reason. But they'd be looking at it to say, right, who, who, which two or three Connor Head came on uh, for them as well, you know. So they're, they're blooding as well. You know, these lads have seen an awful game time in the last two or three years. Uh, Grave have an awful of players coming through as well. Clarence Bridge have a huge amount of players coming through. Uh, they do don't understand the commitment of senior hurling. That's just the question. Um, so, like, it's 
all in all, look, when you when you sum it all up uh, for senior A, senior B teams, there was no surprise in senior A and senior B was definitely surprised with the two teams that were in the final. Yeah, obviously there. I think it was Atsunari and Mellows we had at the top at the start of that. It didn't uh, work out like that, but I think that shows that senior B has been a success. As Roman said there and alluded to, like, you know, I said it was a chance for the club to get sent away. Um, and it, it is important um, for for clubs to to taste that, and like it's it's only a tier down from senior A, um, but like next year for them, senior A is going to be uh, a different playing field, um, and and the players have to have you know I'm not too sure eight Briscoe's now he must be 40, 41. Kyle Derby must be 40, 41, You know so like. Would you be surprised to see them go again? I'd say it sure look. They they they'll be fine <laughs> if they get someone that's going to be on the move them around. It's a different story. Um, but yeah, look, they they'd probably give it a lash next year. Um, and all credit to them because they deserve an opportunity. So just on the intermediate final, then Ballon Green three eighteen, Teen Aberdeenshire two eighteen. Um, Ballon Green we're quick to remind me of this over the weekend of where they started out and they've they have proved us wrong here um i think they proved a lot of people wrong because tina were just clear favorites from the outset but yeah so with balandrine they started off in sixth place in the power rankings yeah and um i think i eventually realized <laughs> that we probably got it wrong and we I, we did tip them to win the semi-final against Ceylon. Um, so they'd have to give us that. Um, Tina were obviously warm favourites, but I, I watched the game against um, Cylon. The, you know what? The, the, they have lads that are that use the ball well. Um, they use a long puck out tactic, which they did against Tina, which probably upset Tina. Uh, the goalkeeper, Michal Kelly, is it? Yeah. He, he has a, a long, long puck out, and obviously it's Hook the ball as long as you can, old school down the far side of the pitch and turn teams over. And it's about field position. And they tackled ferociously hard and turned the team of defence over up team times. But look, you'd have to give huge credit to them. Um, Mike Cohen had a fine out. Um, Was Riley his goal and, just perfect straight away, particularly when you're coming into a clash like that as underdogs? Yeah, and it just gives the whole group confidence. Um, and he did that. Um, got a couple of great scores after that. Doc O'Connor came on then. It was an awful mistake for the Brendan Lynch for the goal. Like, I don't know why he was out there in the first place. There was, there was no reason for him to to, to go there. Um, and it was a huge point in the game, as was um, Shane Maloney's penalty missed. Did another goal chance well in the first half. They should have converted. Yeah. So, so they butchered two goal chances um, as well. But look. Ballandrine won this game because of their work rate and the ferociousness they brought to the to, to the final on top of the scores that they got. Um and they were probably no, not probably they were better balanced side for me looking at the game uh, today. You know, obviously Tina have been kicking themselves over the penalty miss and and the score, the goal that I find the first half. But on all in all, um Ballandrine were, were were full value uh, for, for the win. 
been a thing about Ballandry, they've they've improved every game, but they've come into this Abinak Moy got over the line that day, then Rahun, then Zylon, and they've they've built on every game. Yeah, and, and winning builds confidence. Um but they have good forwards like the the Evan Morgan there is in the college, Matthew Connor is in the college as well. Um you know, they're they're fine hurlers, but like their 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 goalie is a fine goalie now. Um, yeah, he, he, he launched a great free there. I think it was just yeah. before half time. Yeah, and like uh, the penalty save was a massive massive moment uh, in the game. Um, but they'd want to be wary of Torino. Uh, Torino are a fine side uh, as well. Um, we would often play Torino Christmas time uh, in a challenge when it was the old system. Um, with the goal 20s and they have a lot of lads who play both codes and bring the running ability um, from from Gaelic into into Hurling and Toreen bet Mike Cullen wasn't it two years ago as well up, up in Beacon they would, have, they would have beaten Ballandrine a few years ago as yeah well. as well like uh, but they in, their inside line Icon is developing into uh, fine inside forwards Roy Lane is there and, and, and Doc O'Connor you know Doc got the goal in uh, but like it was a huge turning point uh, in the game that 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 goal that that, that got at that stage. Um, but look, by learning went they were the underdogs and they went for it, um, and they're now intermediate champions. And and hats off to them again. Even after David O'Connor's goal, Roy Lane's goal was huge. After that, and then there's a point after that. I, I know Tina did come back towards the end, but when. Ballandrine pushed that out to 318 to 117. It was just too much work, really, for Tina to do in the end. You missed two goal opportunities in the final, Paul. You, you need, they're, they're, they're huge moments because it puts the opposition under under pressure. Um, that was a point in the halftime, wasn't there? Um, second half was kind of tit for tat. And then Ballandrine take over. But I just thought they, they were under huge pressure under the long puck out. And usually when you're say, dealing with teams or managing teams, um, the, the long puck out, you can have your, it, it, it can upset your balance of your, of your of your team if your wing forwards, or so your wing backs are getting pushed up too far up the pitch. But Kelly's puck outs were landing on the 21 now with the breeze. Um, and they were pressing high then, uh, the Tina defence and the Tina defence weren't able to work the ball out. They were trying to go through the Ballandurian lads as opposed to working the ball out sideways or out the back door. Um, and they got tried. I, like, I was looking at there today. I'd say there was about three or four puck outs in a row that, that went long that, that Ballandurian got joy from winning the break or turning the ball over. Um, but like when, when you kind of snap size it, and look at the game at a whole. Ballandurian converted their chances and, and Tina didn't. Will that be Tina Abbott's biggest regret? Like they, they were favourites from the outside to win this. They got to the final, but like as you said, their missed chances just mm-hmm. seemed to be the biggest frustration on today. The missed chances and the mistakes that were made, um, you know, the, the goal that Doc O'Connor got, like that's you know that's that's a that's a huge mistake that's that, that's made. Um, you know, like as Cyril Farrell says, the modern goalkeeper. But like, there the wasn't the time nor the place to 
to come out looking for that ball at that stage. Um, and it was just unfortunate. Look, these these things happen. Um, but like they will have regrets because they put themselves in a huge position. Um, all year they were being tipped up. Um, Ballandarine were coming from opposition to be said in the power rankings eighth, ninth. They were they were sixth, but when you take that the year before, they didn't get out of their group last year. Yeah. So, and they finished third in the group this year, so they're actually kind of benefited from that. <laughs> be careful now, Paul. They'll be yeah. texting me again. They'll be texting me again. So look, um But they did yeah. say they did say that like in the build up to it, if if it was the old system. That, yeah, they wouldn't have got through like so. Yeah, but it when when they get a flow of games and a run of form yeah. and a run of wins, that the whole thing just takes off. Um and the belief system then uh, goes to another level. But like they have the again they have inside forwards who are able to score, and that's that's critical for any team. If you have Nile Cohen and Right Lane inside any line, um they're going to hurt they're going to hurt teams like uh, Nile is a natural finisher as you're going to get. I think you got one, two or one three. Yeah, uh, one three, Roy Lane got one four. Even their bench though, David O'Connor and goal and Pork Lafferty, three points. Yeah, Lafferty, like he he got one score there at one stage, he picked it, and you were kind of going, Where's he going here? Next minute, he just turns on his left side over the bar, and he didn't, didn't do just do it once, he did it three times. And you were kind of going, The team of defense needs to realize here what's going on. Um, but the work rate around the even the middle third, like they blitzed um, Tina there. Now, I thought Shane had a fine game, Park. Bernie had a good game. Um, but they, they went after Paul Clean, you know. They realised he was a he was a key pillar for them. And Paul wasn't probably able to get the clearances uh, he'd want. Uh, he wanted. Uh, they put him under huge pressure. Uh, and, and he was striking ball off the back foot. But um uh, look, I, I know it, it, it's a t- tough thing to say. Um were were they were they ready this year to go up? Uh, probably not. They have a lot of young fellas coming through, um, and I know it's a it's a hard thing to say, but maybe another year with Matty and the lads, a year wiser, and if they're in the same final again next year, uh, they they probably won't let the things that happened this year happen again in terms of their mistakes they made, and the chances they didn't convert. Two players on this Ballandarine team who are going to be busy men for the next while. Kevin Ward's in coaching them and he's coaching the Sarsfields Camogie team as well. Then their fullback, Robbie Lane, obviously won that county title with Ballandarine on Saturday, but he's involved in the St. Thomas's uh, team as well. Yeah, they'll be going they'll be going four nights a week. Um and probably Sunday all day, you know, and that's that's the joys of it. That's what happens when you win. Um, you get to experience something like that. Enjoy it while it lasts, because sometimes you can experience it when you're out of the championship in October and you have a winter then of of licking your wounds and wondering, okay, what's going to happen next year? Um, but yeah, look, like Robbie's been around, uh, you know, for the last couple of years with Climber Daily also for a few years with Cappy last year, go Camogie, you know, has a fine gym there in Lockray, um, nosy stuff, you know, um, but he's going to have a, a serious probably back of work to do with Thomas's lads over the next couple of weeks because, look, whatever about the Goa Championship, you come up against the Valley Gunner side, it's going to be at a level a level above then again in terms of what you're going to need from a technical, tactical and a physical uh, point of view. Uh, Kevin Ward, you know, um, 
up and coming coach as well, you know. So like um he's gonna have his hands full as well because look, he's gonna to have to have to be at every pitch session uh, if he's the head coach in Sarsfields and doing all the the the, the work in Ballandurian as well. He'd be busy, but it's a nice busy Paul, you know. Um it's easy when you're winning. Uh, the pressure comes if you're if you're losing matches. Um so for the two lads, look, hats off to them and just wish the best of luck to them over the next couple of months. Finally on Ballandurian. Turin obviously played the London uh, champions uh, that London finals taking place this Saturday. That's if it takes place now because there's been um, various appeals with that final. Um, but the winner of that plays Turin in the semi and then the winner of that goes on to play Ballandarine in the uh, Connacht final then. I'd say after coming up short a few years ago with this Ballandarine group, they were even referencing the last day that they want to push on now, and why wouldn't they? And it's there's an opportunity here for them now, but they will be coming up against a very good Turin team, as we've mentioned. Game over that league. That's that's one thing. It's that's already one. it's already fixed oh, for there, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, doesn't suit government teams that league. Um, it's hard to describe it, Paul, unless you've been up there. Um. Yeah, look, Turin, we're well used to playing there. They'll probably get a few training sessions this island as well. Um, so they'll be well used to it. I suppose one thing I'd, I'd say to the lads is try and get a match up there or try and get a training session up there just to get used to it because it's tight. It has a hill in it. Um, uh, but like Turin are well used to playing there. Um, but the the one thing at Bell and Doreen have is pace um, in their ranks and they're physically well-conditioned. Um but they just probably need to realise as well, like, you know, whatever winning Galway now, it's going to be another step up again. Like, Toreen, love their hurling. Uh, they were very close last year to winning that Arnest Me final against, was the Limerick champions? Yeah, Mullaline, yeah. Mullaline, yeah, they, yeah. Were fa- they were fairly close to causing a huge upset there, you know. Um, in, in the final, wasn't it, Crow Park? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think final, it was, yeah. yeah, it was other in the final in Crow Park. So, like, they they have been there and done that. Um, and they will fancy their chances against Bellandurine, as was Bellandurine, fancy their chance against Turin. But the big leveler for me is the game you played in that league. That's, <laughs> I've often scratched my head kind of going, why? You know, you have a fine pitch in Hyde Park and you have Castle Bear. Uh, at league for me, no... Just on the uh, junior one final over the weekend, balance row bets all till 19 points to 113. The Hannah couldn't play in the junior one competition because they're a uh, joint club. So Skahana had to go into it and balance low bets Skahana then. But balance low will now go forward and represent Goa in the Connacht kind of Championship while Skahana Montpellier go up to intermediate level. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. I, I got into the final. Uh, at about half one, 20 past one, it was just over. I just saw the results. Um, Banastore are coming again. They're doing only good work uh, underage, especially. Uh, so Tilly were probably fairly disappointed, but not not winning that now. Um, but look, Banastore hats off to them um, in terms of where they've come from for the last couple of years to where they are now. And, and they, they look forward to obviously uh, they are kind of. Dave Connacht uh, it's expected to be they'll play Eastgate in the final Eastgate yeah. have to play a game but you'd expect Eastgate to be there especially after last year too they got to uh, semi yeah so like look hats off to them 
Um, it'd be nice to see them winning Connacht, especially, and, and putting a push in the All Ireland series. For sure, yeah. They bet uh, Sawtill there in the uh, Junior 1 final over the weekend, 19 points uh, to 113. But that's all we do have time for on our final edition of the Power Rankings across the uh, Senior and Intermediate uh, Championships.